Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only, only wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment if you're listening to us in the audio realm. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, the little notify bell next to it. Make sure you always get your notifications. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. At the $20 mark, you can participate in this uh, episode, not this particular one, but the, the Matt show. Chat. The show. The Matt Chat. Show. Episodes of Going show. In Raw. Well, Going In Raw is the show. Matt Chet is going in raw is the brand, the kind of show that it is. It's the brand, it's the brand, and then this is the show. Yeah, it's Matt Chat. Yeah, where you ask questions and we answer them. Hopefully, Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah, we get your video questions. Mm-hmm. We answer them. Yeah, here on the show. Correct under the brand umbrella, going in raw. Show, Matt Chat. First question this week. Loki Richard. Ooh, he's a talking freak about legion. Oh, man. Big, big. Ooh, Charlotte. Ooh, controversy. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard, the freak of flight here with another Matt Chat question. My Matt Chat question is, can Charlotte and Ronda be in the main event at WrestleMania without Becky Lynch? Have fun with the bait. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. There's one reason why it cannot main event. Yeah. Crowd will dump all over it. Yeah. This couldn't even be on the card. It could, just couldn't be on last. Let me add some disaster strikes. Becky Lynch injured, definitely won't make it to Mania. That's a different circumstance. I'm just saying if they, if they, if 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 Becky was legit injured, different circumstance. But if they just proceeded with Mania as this as the match, and then Becky was in like the Women's Rumble in the pre-show, <laughs> oh wow, or not on the card at all. Oh man, just dumped on. Yeah, dumped what on. What if she's actually suspended for sixty days? Dumped on. Five days after Mania, she shows up. Dumped on. <laughs> she goes to all elite wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll get dumped on. Even if, if she, even if she got injured, they would at least have to think twice about pulling the trigger on this one-on-one. They would have to think about it. No, because I think if, people, if, if, if Becky was injured, I think people, a lot of people would assume, oh, she probably would have been in this match had she not gotten hurt. She's hurt. That's outside of her control, outside of WB's control. So let's say this the chorus. I think for, if she got injured, you toss Oscar in that match somehow, some way. I don't know how. I don't know how either. But man, yeah, you couldn't. I don't think you could just roll with this. I think it's Becky or GTFO. It certainly as a main event, yes. But what you said is true. The crowd would just dump all over it. It would be a big stain. They want to keep Ronda pretty clean, and it would be a big nasty crap mark. You thought Rock Reigns won at Mania Thirty One got a bunch of booze. Man, I wouldn't compare it to this. Yeah, I just don't see how this it could happen. This would be happen. a deafening cacophony of booze. That's an eloquent way of put eloquent way of putting. Thank it. you. Um, yeah, it would be. It would be. It would not be ideal for the WWE to close Mania 35 with that with that happening. Nah, man. So if that had to be the match, Ronda versus Charlotte, it'd be the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have to be the middle of the show. No way it could be the main event. Nope. They'd uh, do. Uh... They do Seth Brock main event. Yeah. It's, yeah. Seth Brock. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on, next up. Oh, this look every week. Joshua Martinez. Expert is, cinematography. You know, the Oscars may be giving away cinematography awards during the actual broadcast, but we will. Yeah, absolutely. Do you hear that? Yeah, man. What kind of garbage is that? It's a lot of garbage. The Oscar, I, 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 I've been, I've had. So, what un, the hell are they going to have on the had, Oscar broadcast? I've had like a weird, unnatural resentment towards the Oscars for a while now. I mean, I the whole know, idea, so the annoying. whole idea of awarding uh, trophies for uh, uh, achievements in a certain artistic endeavor. I mean, it's a subjective thing anyways. It's all about politics. So I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Nor have I. From all, from all accounts, it's a very... When my dad says something is mediocre, then I know it's mediocre. I read a review where it said it was, it's basically a Wikipedia entry yeah. filmed. Yeah. There is, there is a segment on Twitter 
uh, where somebody had like a bit of the actual film. I'm assuming it hasn't been doctored. And the and it says, man, this thing actually got nominated for editing and for best picture, but for editing specifically. And it was a horrible little bit of like way too many cuts in this one little sequence. It it just looks really. And that's probably going to win best picture. That's probably going to win best picture. Terrible. Yeah. Oscars are terrible. And then the awards actually given up for. You know, like cinematography, not like that's important or anything to making movies. Right. Who needs like I mean, it's only called cinematography. <laughs> not like editing's important. Yeah, right. What, he's going to have one take? Yeah. You know? Man. Josh like, what, what, Martinez, that guy should be nominated for Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He should, and he's, he's winning our Oscar and he did for cinematography. And it's, it's, we're going to announce the winners here on the show as opposed to during commercial break. Well, I want to know on the Oscars, what are they replacing those awards with? Bullshit. Bullshit. Some stupid, silly gag with Chris Pratt, probably. Don't need it. Josh Martinez has a question, though. He's bummed out, but he even stepped up his audio game this week. Yeah. Chris Audio. I mean, this is great. One man production great. crew. Take it away, Joshua. Oh, he has an actual question. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, friendos. Joshua back this week with a Matt Chat question. So, sadly, I wasn't able to get any tickets for Double or Nothing. I didn't get any in the pre-sale or didn't get any in the public sale. So it looks like I won't be going to Vegas. Uh, that sucks. But I have a question when it comes to All Elite Wrestling. You know, the ticket sold out within under four minutes during the general sale. Pre-sale, I think it was like 30 minutes. How long will this hype last? Do you think they can keep this hype going forever? Um, I don't know if you guys saw the leak schedule of All Elite Wrestling shows. Do you think by next September the hype will still be there? Let me know what you guys think. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, well, it can't Man, last forever. What a bummer. Hype can't last forever. What a yeah, that's bummer. A bummer. Won't be in Vegas, man. Wow, that sucks. That's a legit bummer. I would, I would have got him to film Tim Spulak's interview. Oh, segments. that'd be great. Yeah, we we met Joshua at All In oh, at Starcast. Man, he's top notch. Yeah, man, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. He was a very comforting individual. Mm-hmm. Something about his aura. 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 I meant to say. Presence. Yeah. Aura. Aura. Is very calming. Yes. He's not going to be there. That sucks. Bummer. But, all right. For me, already, but the, fear, the hype for all eight wrestling's already gone. Joshua Martinez isn't going to be right? at all in two or it double or nothing. It sucks now. It sucks. Bloom's off the rose. I don't want to go. All right. Let's 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 just sit here and do a live reaction. Make money that way. Let's invite Joshua Martinez here. All right. There you go. One ticket available, and he's got it. All right. For going in raw. That's his award for being a best cinematographer and going in raw. Uh, how long is the hype going to last on this? Be specific. What's the show that people are going to not give a shit about? It's gonna the hype's going to die down significantly uh, when they start doing TV. Yeah, man. And it's not because it has nothing to do with the quality of their TV production because that we don't know. It's just going to be more readily available. Yeah. Every week, people will be able to watch the show. Yeah. And and so the hunger, the thirst to see their product won't be what it was. If the leaked schedule of events is true and we get weekly television actually broadcasting from October by whatever, what are we, we're in February now. If they do another, if they do double or nothing to in next February, yeah. it's probably not going to be a four second sellout or four minute sellout. Four minute sellout no. It's probably not going to be I mean, that. I will say this, the schedule they have laid out is, is smart. I mean, monthly shows still might be a bit much, but those guys have to make money somehow, so I don't blame them for, for doing it because they have they have May, they have Double or Nothing. They apparently have a show in June somewhere, to be determined. Uh, July is the show in Jacksonville, apparently. Uh, August is in the United Kingdom at Royal Albert Hall. That'll sell out. And then, yeah. And then September um, will be all in two in Chicago, apparently, again. And that, according to the schedule that was leaked, um, that's when they would announce TV uh, deal and then subsequently just like right away I guess they would start doing the weekly TV show and once everybody can get their eyes on it on a regular basis then the hype will die down a little bit it'll take longer for shows so I don't know if they can continue running their monthly shows in huge arenas they might have to dial things back a little bit yeah if they I mean you can run a month I think they'll be able to run monthly shows for venues that are like 4,000 and sell those out yeah um, I find it really difficult to believe they'd sell out past the 24-month mark, monthly 10000 and up. The only way they could do that is if the show was absolutely amazing. 
if their weekly television show is amazing and the quality of the wrestling and the quality of creative is so good that it gets eyeballs on it, people want to, will start watching that. Then I, I think it's entirely possible for them to uh, at least four months down the line. If the show is really good. Every single week it's airing on TV and every month they have a pay-per-view and, and you're saying it could sell out 11, 12,000. If the show is really good and people are really excited about it. People have, I'm not going to discount the possibility of it happening. They've gotten their fill. Not going to happen. Um, yeah, once it's once it's regularly available, there it's the, the bloom will come off a little bit. No one will watch it. Be like impact then, huh? <laughs> Ten thousand people. Ten thousand people a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next new Matt Chatter Nikolai. Let's see what Nikolai has to say. Okay. Hey, friend world. There's Nikolai Matinusen here. Uh, my question is. There was a lot of talk about Daniel Bryan and they miss a couple of months ago for the World Championship. Do you guys still see this something that will happen? Or do something else happen with Daniel Bryan and the World Championship and they miss in the Tag Team Championship now? Because there's still a couple of pay-per-views left before WrestleMania. But what do you guys think? Okay, take care and too sweet. Thank you, Nikolai, and Thank welcome. Thank you, Nikolai, and to welcome Matt Chat. to Matt Chat. Love seeing new Matt Chatters. Yes. Uh, so every man, every time we lay out a roadmap for a superstar. Oh, Daniel Bryan, we've already got this mapped out. He's going to go to WrestleMania. They throw a wrench in the plans. Oh yes. And we got a big old one here with heel Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel new, Bryan. New, new. And to answer your question, Nikolai, my personal opinion, no. We're not still going to get Daniel Bryan versus The Miz at WrestleMania. It's obvious this Shane-Miz thing is pretty hot. Don't see them losing those titles to the Usos. In fact, I don't see them losing those titles anytime soon. To anybody. To anybody. They're they're a hot team. Yeah. Um, if Let's see. Yeah, man. Could you imagine? Boy, could you imagine if they went to Survivor Series next year? We got tag team versus tag wow. team. Um, so, no, I don't really see it happening. Uh, but that being said, I think there will come a point where there will be a major re, uh, reignition, a reigniting of a feud, mm-hmm. <laughs> an ignition remix. I would say, yeah. Perhaps. A remix to ignition, yes. Exactly. We could see that. Uh, I think we will see that down the line. Just Mania is too close. Yeah, it is. Mania 36, maybe. Maybe, maybe even SummerSlam. Maybe. Maybe SummerSlam. Maybe. It depends on how this uh, Ms. Shane storyline plays out. If they're champions for a while, we could see. And they do have some sort of parting of ways that could potentially happen. Their match. Mm, yeah. Ms. versus Shane at, at SummerSlam leading to Ms. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. But I don't think Daniel Bryan... I mean, he's not going to hold the belt uh, all the way another year. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's champion Mania 36. They, they let AJ have it for a very yeah, long I know. time. It's possible. It's possible. I think, what do you, do you think, let me ask you this. Uh, take yourself out of the equation, because right. I know you and I both personally have loved the new Daniel Bryan yes. stuff. Do you think, from WWE's metrics, it's been a success? Feels like they really like it. it. It has a vibe of them really liking it. It does, but I don't know what their metrics for success are. Yeah, me neither. If yeah. it's ratings, then no. I'll say know? this. I do get the feeling that we might see a change in general philosophy once October rolls around and things go to Fox. Yes, yes. I'm not sure we'll see. And like Right now, it's entirely, entirely within the realm of possibility that a Dark Horse candidate, months down the line, mania, post-mania, uh, like a Mustafa Ali, they might experiment with him as champion. Or even Kofi. Kofi Kingston. I could might see them experimenting the with that. Yeah. I think once Fox gets their hands on SmackDown, mm-hmm. they will probably want more what they would consider marquee names yeah. holding that title, yeah. um, assuming the status quo remains the same yeah, and yeah, they yeah. get the WWE lineage. Yeah, title. we'll have to see. So, moving on. Next. Next. B-Man, Patrick Sparks. Patrick Sparks. Let's see what B-Man has to say. All right. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right. Um, make this quick. What are they going to do with Oscar? Because if that SmackDown women's title is defended on the pre-show, I'm going to be very upset. Oscar deserves better, so does that title. There's nobody on uh, the main roster who's really believable at all to fight Oscar for the title. And I don't want it to be Nikki Bella. That was an idea from a friendo on Tuesday's show. I don't want it. So, who gets called up from NXT? 
to feud with Asuka? Or how do they make it relevant enough to go on the main card? Thanks, Randos. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. So, Larson. What's going to happen with Asuka? Asuka. It's, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm hey, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You went first sorry. last time. You went first last time. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Get some help. I'm nearly certain that Asuka, actually not nearly certain, I wouldn't even thought about it, except I think Thera at the bottom mentioned in, in, in chat for our SmackDown recap, uh, the possibility of Asuka taking on Nikki, mm, Bella. Mm, 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 That's not a pre-show match. That's not a kickoff show match. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Does Thera at the bottom have inside information? I don't know. He just, I, I if he just, just threw it out there. He just thought it. And I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a yeah. possibility. That's a high-profile match yeah. for Asuka yeah. that wouldn't be on the kickoff show. Yeah. Um, so, sure, I'll be into that. Um, I'm bummed out that Ember Moon got hurt because I thought if they'd built it well, built it right, we could add Ember versus Asuka, and that's not a kickoff show match. It is. No, maybe it's hard. Ember Moon? She's hurt. Oh, man. She had elbow surgery. Oh, crap. Like, right after the Rumble. Oh, I forgot that. Literally oh, right after that. the Rumble yeah. they announced it. Um, so... I had thought Nikki Cross, because they had a great match, last woman standing match at NXT. Again, they have time to build, and then they just had Nikki lose to Ruby Riot on Raw. So evidently, that's not in the cards. <laughs> so if we want to keep Asuka off the kickoff show, there's, I think if there's some good creative, it can happen. Uh, I think Carmella, Asuka, that's not a kickoff show match. Uh, um, Carmella's a two, what, two-time former champion? One-time yeah, former champion? Yeah. Not a kickoff show match. But she's a face. So I kind of feel like, yeah, it's Nikki or Carmella. Those are the two options. And Asuka has to, you know, Carmella beat Asuka twice with the help of Ellsworth. So Asuka needs to get that W. I don't know. I'm going to say this. It's a kickoff show match. Look, y'all need to get used to this. <coughs> it's a kickoff show match. Asuka versus Mandy Rose. I think Absolution, they're going to have a good showing at the Chamber to solidify them as a heel tag team that people take seriously. Um, however, I think very quickly they're going to pivot because they seem to enjoy the idea of them being a tag team when it's kind of convenient, but Mandy Rose kind of being the, the focal point when they come out in tandem they, uh, I, I, I didn't notice how they did it this past, uh, this past week on SmackDown. Whose music played? I think they came out during a commercial break. Oh dear. Uh, they well, two weeks ago it was Manny Rose's music, and they were there as a tag team. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're gonna get Mandy Rose versus Asuka. I do think that it's probably, even though I don't think it should be, I don't want it to be. It's probably gonna be a kickoff show match. Right now, the SmackDown women's title is being treated, I think, better than the U.S. title. Who has the U.S. title right now? R-Truth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Definitely better than the U.S. title. It's being treated on par with the Raw Tag Team titles. I don't know. The Raw Tag Team titles. They released on TV this week. Dude, that whole... Asuka has not been on TV in, what, dude, three weeks? the Raw Tag Team title hole was so deep, it's going to take the revival of having just a series of stellar 30-minute matches on TV every week for three months before those things are even close to relevancy. I guess we can just agree that, that save for like a handful of belts, most of the belts aren't held in terribly high regard by WWE. Well, no, look, okay, so the SmackDown tag team titles are hot right now. That is the Universal title. Universal, Intercontinental still good? Yeah, WWE title still up there. Yeah. And the Raw Women's title. So, like, half the belts are, 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 are valued, seemingly, while the other half, yeah, whatever. I think, honestly, I think that it's just the, I think the SmackDown Women's, now that I think about it, the SmackDown Women's title and the U.S. Raw, title. And, oh, the U.S. title's in the garbage. Just above that is uh, SmackDown Women's and Raw Tag. Raw titles. Tag. Everything else is hotter than those. Yeah. Every, actually, everything after that is actually in fairly decent shape. Fairly decent shape. I feel like all the you know, like the, the the top titles for the respective or the for the women's division respective brand should be. I agree. I agree. But it's not. Yeah, and it's bogus, man. So I'm going to say it's going to be Mandy Rose. I think that's actually kind of likely.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Next, Zach S. Zach S. Hall of Famer. Let's see what he has to say. What's good, Stephen Morris and many friendos out there? It is your Matt Chat Hall of Famer, Zach S. Coming at you from his new humble abode, his new place. Nice, nice. But besides that, I got you to Stephen Larson, a new Matt Chat question. The question this week is, Stephen Larson, would you say this new iteration, this new era of Bullet Club with Jay White and Tomatonga most likely at the lead? Do you say they're being disrespected, discredited? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. Um, I don't. I think that there is the appropriate level of success. Let's face it, man. The cutthroat era is a bit on the confusing side. Uh, Tomatonga. As much as I love Tomatonga, I think he's great. He was doing the good guy Tomatonga thing, which was borderline a comedy act. Now he's no longer a good guy. He's a bad guy. There is no central driving force of Bullet Club besides the fact that the head of Bullet Club, Jay White, is now the IWGP heavyweight champion. When you're outside, when outside of the ring, he doesn't do a lot for me. You know, I like my Bullet Club to feel like these guys are all like friends. Like they're all like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? I've never gotten the idea from Jay White that he gives a damn about Bullet Club. I've never got that. I've never got that he's like, oh, Tomatonga, you're my dude. He He's like underwhelming on the mic. When he's sitting there at press conferences, I barely notice that, he's, that he exists. It's not until he gets in the ring. And granted, I think his character work in the ring and his ring's work is, 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 is amazing. But beyond that, when you get out of there, you look at it past Bullet Club personalities like Prince Devitt. Oh, scary. Scary little dude. Uh, Kenny, the cleaner Omega. Oh, man. You know, next level charisma. AJ Styles. Well, he, he was cool. Carl Anderson. <laughs> God, shut up with that. God, you're so annoying sometimes. Um, and he just it's just... It, and then they're talking about doing a cookout, like a block party. Sounds like fun. I'd They've like to got go. the Look, no, it sounds like fun. But and I I want a cutesy little bullet club hat with the skull with the with the uh, chef's hat on it, but it's not menacing, Larson. Where's the menace? Show me menace, and I'll give you the respect that you earn. But until then, you're just a dude with some guys. Here's the thing. I understand your point of view from uh, like the macro, the grand scheme. Here's the thing: we don't watch all the stuff. That's definitely true. So we don't know all the little story beats that are being hit along the way. We just see like the big, the big movements, you know. So we don't see what leads up to Tamatanga saying, "I'm good guy Tamatanga." Now we don't see what led to him becoming bad guy Tamatanga once again. Twitter. No, there's stuff. Talking to what? No, it was all. It was all. It was all in six man tags. 
Uh, eight man tag. Who wants to watch that? That's what. That's where they tell the tags. stories. That's where they tell these little story beats. I didn't man. need to watch everything to understand how cool Bullet Club used to be. I didn't need to watch everything. Well, by the time you got into it, you knew of the mystique of Bullet Club. You knew it. It had mystique. Yeah. Now they're just talking about some cookout. They're trying to read. They're taking lot. a different approach to rebuilding Bullet Club. That approach. They're taking. Well, it's, it's, it seems like they're trying to make parallels between Jay White and Prince Bell or Prince Devitt. Um, and they're, that's a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. Well, I think to do it literally is not the best idea. But, to, you know, because when Prince was in, was in New Japan, he'd do the real with the gun stuff. Now it's cutthroat era. It should all be about knives. I'm serious. Like, I mean, is Jay White going to people and doing this? He's doing this. He He's shouldn't not do this. Going up to people. He shouldn't be doing that. It's all about knives for him. He should be doing this to everybody. He there's no intensity to his outside the ring persona. There's none, and there's not even like it's not even like subtle. There's not even like oh man, there's a simmering subtlety to it. He just comes off as sort of a kid. You know, well, I mean, he's like 24. Well, we got to watch is. his we got to watch his press conference. Yeah, I saw some stills of a different press conference where he's got like a really nice looking suit on and black sunglasses. Yeah. And he's kind of, you know, like maybe leaning, he was cooler then leaning back in his seat and stuff. Yeah, maybe he was cooler. Was um, it as squeaky as yours? I hope not. Did Gato put some WD-40 no, on? I think it? he probably just tightened the, the nuts <laughs> and the bolts beforehand. <laughs> okay. They're in a rebuilding mode. Um, there's still a lot of really good talent there. You still. I, I didn't talk over your argument, so shut your trap. Please explain to me rebuilding for them. Cause who they else? lost Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Marty Skrull, and Hangman Page. Like their top five guys. Yeah, who else are they going to bring in, man? They brought in Jay White. They got Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori. I like him. Yeah. Both him and Jay White are great. They st still have bad guy Tama Tonga. Bad luck, Fale. Hey, and if WWE start, doesn't start using the club better, they might have Carl Anderson. <laughs> Don't throw me the softball. You don't be hit a home run with it, man. All right. Um, there's still a lot of talent there. They're 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 rebuilding. They're trying something new. It's not going to be a, 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 obviously it hasn't been a smooth transition, but it's going to be hard to be have a smooth transition when, when you lose the magnitude of talent that you lost. They're rebuilding right now. Um, I like Jay White a lot. When he first debuted as a switchblade, we're like, what the heck? He's not leathery enough. He's not he's not grizzled enough. He doesn't seem tough enough. Yeah. In the ring, I buy it completely now. I'm not that familiar with his promo work outside of the ring, so I'm not going to pass judgment on it. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know. As he grew into the Switchblade character, I'm hoping he grows into the role of leader of Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. I have a positive attitude about it. Um, well, that's good. I just see, I look at what's in front of me and I say, yay or nay. And in this case, so far, I don't. I don't feel like I've. It's I, nay. Based on what I've seen, I don't have enough. I haven't seen enough in front of me to make a decision one way or the I feel other. Like you have, though, man. I kind no, of feel I like you have. I haven't. Look, all I have is just keep it real, man. I am keeping it You're real. Not, it's not real. Yay or nay? Hard yay or nay, Larson? Yay or nay? Life isn't that simple, man. It is. Yay or nay? It's just not a, a yay or nay a thing. There's a spectrum in between. Yay or nay? I don't even see what that is. It's an itty bitty little thumbnail. Itty bitty little Jay White. Like, yeah, your nay. Really? That guy? That was years ago. <laughs> Find the picture of him in his in his suit and and sunglasses. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. Look at that. Look I mean, at he's that. look at that. He's like fifteen what? pounds more muscle on him than the other picture. What? He's not. Anyways, let's move on. Next, we got Therathabada. Submitting a question from the friendo verse. He looks so tiny. Look at that. Yeah, your name. If, right if, if you stood next to him, you'd be thinking again about, oh, he looks so tiny. Probably not. I probably wouldn't. How tall do you think he is? He's about your height. Probably not. I'd be like, you know, he's you know, probably about him. five eleven, six foot, two twenty five, two thirty. He looks like a very friendly guy. He looks like a very friendly guy. Yeah, so does Finn Balor. Hey, man, how's it going? This cookout is great. It's so awesome. Love the cute Bullet Club shirt. Very clever. How about this? What if he cuts all the meat with the switchblade knife? That seems awkward. If he does it super smooth, then yeah. it would it would go a little ways towards building you, there's, some there's respect. There's ways there. Uh, Xena64. He's next. Let's see what Xena has to we're say. We're not going to agree on this. No, we're not. All right. Salutations, friendos. Bray Wyatt should make his uh, comeback appearance anytime soon, and it's got me questioning because I really do want him to succeed. And uh, my question is, how should Bray Wyatt return? 
should he just come all the way repackage? Should uh, he just stay away from the main event, uh, go in the mid card? Um, how can Bray Wyatt come back and succeed as a be looked as a real competitor and a real legit superstar. Um, I want him to do well. He was my favorite a while back, but now it's just they drew him to the ground. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Zenith64. Really all that Bray needs, he needs his mystique back. Yeah, dude. And that that's, that's probably easier said than done. Nah, man. But when he was at his coolest, it's because he had mystique. Here's how you do it. What, you're done, right? No, I'm not done. Oh, you had more? Yes. Wow. You always assume I say two sentences and I'm done. You're really on edge today, you know that? It's because you keep cutting me off, and I'm tired of it. Wow. All right, go Head ahead. up then. to here. All right. He doesn't need any of the supernatural stuff. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't need satanic powers. He doesn't need that. Satanic powers are just from the production truck. He doesn't need that. He just needs mystique. He needs a, a focused direction, a plan, and his mystique. And he, he will be over huge. You know, plus he's got to put some wins together against like major opponents. That's sort of the biggest thing. Yeah, but then that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't think I don't, it's like the equation doesn't seem too hard. Yeah. People want to like him. People want to get on board the Bray Wyatt train. Mm-hmm. Um, they just be, have to be given a reason to. Well, that's a good idea. Engineer, train mm-hmm. engineer, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt, mystical on, train engineer. On top of the train, maybe man. do the supernatural thing. Ghost train. Dude, here's what you Dinosaur do. train. Dinosaur train. <laughs> He's a conductor slash archaeologist. Oh, no. Uh, 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 shoot. Not archaeologist. Um, Anthropologist? No. Where is it archaeologist? Who, who digs up dinosaur bones? Archaeologist. Okay, then archaeologist. Or anthropologist. No, anthropologist. That's about humans. Okay, archaeologist. Then. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was just artifacts. Well, I think it deals with dinosaurs. Too. Okay, very well. Hey Siri, who digs up dinosaur bones? Siri didn't hear me. I got it. I got it. I got it. paleontologist. Sure, that's what I was trying to think of. Paleontologist conductor driving the dinosaur train. You took the scenic route on that one. You and really could have st- stopped when I cut you off because you didn't really say anything of substance after that. Listen, here, what? Here's what you do. Man. What do we do? Well, number one, the only thing you said that was actually true. Well, no, you said. He needs mystique. He needs wins. All right, you're done. Next question. Uh, how about this? What? You rehash one of the best storylines of the Attitude Era. Terrible idea. Don't rehash anything. <laughs> the higher power. He's the higher power, man. Right, let's move on to Thera Thabata's question. Because how, no, I, I do like this, though. He helps Daniel Bryan with, along with Luke Harper, and it all comes back from when Daniel Bryan was part of the Wyatt family you find out that the Wyatts had planted those seeds in Daniel Bryan exclusively for this moment. He wins title. Rowan shows up. Wyatt and Luke Harper show up. They're the new Bryan family. Bree gets supernatural powers. Gee, Sister Abigail. Birdie can fly. Because get it, Birdie? Yeah, I get it. Flying babies? You should have stuck with what you had written down here with Wyatt compound cookouts with heavy machinery. Well, I feel like I went heavy on cookouts in the la- in the previous question. Well, then you could have just been consistent throughout. <laughs> Let's just go to Therathabada. He's got a question from the Friendoverse. Therathabada. Take it away, Therathabada. Hey, guys. This week's question comes from Mr. Lipkin on Patreon and David Lipkin on Facebook. He contacted me, and he wanted me to ask you guys this question. He wants to know, what's the difference between a good swerve and a bad one? Thank you, Therathabada. I'm going to answer Thayer Thabata's question first. It's pretty simple. The difference between a good swerve and a bad swerve is a good swerve is if the audience is uh, gives the appropriate reaction you're looking for. Vis-a-vis, if they are incensed, look at Hulk Hogan's big turn in 96, Bash of the Beach, crowd threw garbage at Hogan. The WCW crowd just kind of did that regardless, though. Yeah, they're like, this product's garbage. Uh, so, but it, it, it's like, okay, wow, sort of made sense. They looked at Hogan, this old guy, not getting good reactions anymore. What's he going to do? Desperation goes bad, reinvigorates his career, aligns with a couple of cool guys like Kevin Nash and the denim sporting Scott Hall. So, okay. Crowd. Wow. Really into this big reaction. Great swerve. Maybe best swerve of all time. Then you looked at a swerve that was a bit on the confusing side. 
Austin turns uh, uh, turns heel uh, to win his match against The Rock, shakes Vince McMahon's hand. Yeah, it was a great match, but a crap ending because people are like, wait a second, what? This doesn't make any sense. People, it just sort of, and sure enough, it ended up tanking the WWE's ratings. WWE never reached those heights again. Again. In terms of TV ratings. So basically you're looking at, uh, did your swerve, was it effective? You can look at the audience reaction. Uh, are they into it? Are they, did they give, did they give you the appropriate response? Or are they just simply confused and kind of annoyed? Yeah, pretty much. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Like people, as you said, people can't be sitting there and watching the swerve go down and thinking, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. They have to be, why is this happening? Oh my God, I can't believe it. But also it can't be too predictable. I'll go back to, what was it like a War Games match where uh, Kurt, Hennig, yeah. Kurt Hennig swerved the horseman? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the dude swerves everywhere. That was the most obvious swerve you could see coming. It wasn't satisfying because, oh yeah, this is totally going to happen. Yeah. Did any, like, did any time, it was, the thing is, like, any time somebody would, like, take off their shirt and they had an NWO shirt underneath, like, at a certain point, it just became predictable. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, these two guys are going to fight? Oh, I bet that guy's going to join the NWO. Yeah, it wasn't really a swerve. It was and predictable. Sh- yeah, and sure enough, it happened. At that point, like, the swerves were just, like, lame because, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared anymore. Mm-mm. You need people to care. Yes. Uh, I care about A.O. Worm, and he's got a question now about a new talent on the scene. Well, new to many people anyways. Let's take a look. What's good, friendos? It's your boy A.O. Worm here on a match chat question. All right, Steve Larson. I'm going to throw some matches out there with a certain superstar in AEW. By the name of Sony Kiss. And I want to know which match would you pay money to go see. Would you like to see him versus... Naomi, Bianca Belair, or Velveteen Dream. Let me know what you guys think about those scenarios and which match would you like to see most. All right, guys, take it easy. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank, Thank you, you Worm. Worm. Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. I'll go Bianca Belair. Okay. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, admittedly, I wasn't that familiar with uh, Sunny Kiss's work. Um, I'd seen a little bit. And when he was in Lucha Underground, that's when I kind of took a break from it. Um, but we watched some of his stuff before we started today. He's great. Yeah. He is great. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to see what he does in All Elite. Um, I think a feud between... Your answer is right, too. There's no wrong answer amongst the three options that A.O. Worm uh, gave yeah, us. Yeah, there is my answer. No, I said there's no wrong answer. Right. It's the other two that aren't mine. Anyways, I think Sunny Kiss versus Bianca Belair... Would be fantastic. Great promos, great matches. That's what I'm going with. I'm all about character work and good in-ring work. Velveteen Dream. Nobody does character or in-ring. The combination of the two better than him to get the reaction out of Velveteen Dream that a sunny kiss could bring. It's all about how Dream reacts to his opponents, uh, which is very, very amusing. Uh, And so I think this could be like next level. This could be a lot of fun. I'd love to see Sunny Kiss. Versus Velveteen Dream. That's my answer. All right. And is the only right answer. Uh, next, we've got the returning part-timer, Christian. Here he is. He's back. What's up, friendos? It is the Hall of Famer Christian here. The Brock Lesnar of Matt Chat questions because I am a part-timer, apparently. Um, my question for you guys this week is... What is the greatest Royal Rumble moment of all time? Uh, my personal favorite is 2010 World Heavyweight Chamber, where Shawn Michaels, you know, provokes the Undertaker, costs him the world title, and gets his match at Mania 26. That's my favorite. What are you guys's? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Christian. Christian! So, favorite Elimination Chamber moment of all time. Really don't have one, to be honest with you. I will say this, though. I do distinctly remember when uh, Eric Bischoff, actually one of my favorite moments when Callisto started scaling it. Oh, that was great. That was awesome. Uh, When Eric Bischoff was the one who came up with the idea. Is that true? Is that just kayfabe? I... Everything I've heard indicates that it's true. All right. He actually did come up with it, which is right. weird because I right. thought he was just like a talent at the time. 
So Eric Bischoff evidently came up with Elimination Chamber. And I was just confused. I was like, wait a second. It's like a big, like there's pods. It's a gimmick match as convoluted as most WCW gimmick matches. It was so convoluted. But for some reason, it's ended up sticking around. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't it take a lot of time off and then it came back? Yeah, it did. did. Yeah. Yeah, It did. So, uh, and it's ended up working out. It's a fun gimmick match. I don't think there's been, there hasn't been like, ooh, the iconic moment in Elimination Chamber. I like your answer, though, just because it was it was very validating for us. Yeah, wrestler. yeah, we yeah. Like. Yeah, when Bray Wyatt won the title a couple years back at Elimination Chamber, I thought to myself, oh, maybe they're actually doing this right. Yeah. There's some storyline possibilities here for some interesting stuff. He apparently has Randall Orton, part of the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we both recognized pretty early on that there was a chance this whole thing could go south. Yeah. With boring face Randy Orton at the end of it is yeah. exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, which is unfortunate. But the fact that Bray got to have that moment was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bummer it didn't really lead to anything of consequence. But yeah, for a second they booked his sister Abigail really strong. Yeah, yeah. So that's my probably my favorite uh, chamber moment. Bray winning the title. That was cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I like Callisto climbing. That was great, too. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Next, Christopher Rampersad's got a question. Oh, man, he's heated, too. Yeah, see what he has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. So my question is, who is the worst push wrestler? In my opinion, I think the Warrior is the worst push wrestler. But then I remember who is the worst push wrestler. And it was Alberto Dario. It was so bad to the point that it made me quit watching wrestling. It made me go learn about the real world. It has upside and downside. But I hate Alberto Dario. And he ruined rest professional wrestling for me. And I don't care. He was the worst push wrestler ever, and I never got Vince's weird fetish for him. Who is the worst push wrestler, in your opinion? Thank you, Christopher. Thank Woo! you, Christopher. He's some real heat between him and Alberto yeah, Del Rio. I will say this about Alberto Del Rio. He did have a bit of in-ring skill, at least. Yeah, he was okay. He was an all right wrestler. He was an okay wrestler. Yeah. I can think of a lot of wrestlers that were pushed to the moon that were largely devoid of anything resembling in-ring skill. We've both also mentioned... Like our theory on Alberto, when you see him in person, he, it's different. He, it's a different experience than when mm-hmm. you see him through the lens of the TV. Mm-hmm. So that's kind I of. I think I wonder if it's even a different experience seeing him how how we did at a small show mm-hmm. versus the huge production of WWE. Could be. Could be. Anyways, Sid, terrible wrestler. Wow. Garbage wrestler. Ouch. Awful wrestler. Whoa. Just good enough a promo guy to make him interesting. Yeah. Um, also, uh, he nearly killed Arn Anderson. Yeah, uh, how he stabbed him a lot. How he didn't end up in jail because of that is beyond me. That is weird. also uh, he wasn't reliable because he would go off to play softball apparently in the middle of his contracts. Mm-hmm. Yet he still received push after push Huge. after push. He got Hogan like immediately. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They were gonna pass the torch from Hogan to Sid. Yeah, Sid yeah. was gonna be the guy. Yeah, but he wanted to be a heel. Let me ask you something: Who would have made a worse the guy, Lex Luger or Sid? Well, I mean, Sid would disappear. Both horsemen. Sid would just up and disappear in the middle of his contract because he wanted to play softball or something. So you're advocating Lex Luger, yeah. the guy. Yeah. 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 It's not Luger bad. at least seemed dedicated. 
you know. Man, is there a case for Luger as worst push wrestler? Boy, they really killed his push. Anyways, the answer's right back. I still when the idea that he went to Vince McMahon and said, "John Cena's gone. I can be John Cena." Um is is great. Like be have ambition. That's good. Be yeah, ambitious. Yeah, yeah. That's great. But he was such a throwback to like the warrior type wrestler where he wasn't really that good of a wrestler. He wasn't a very good promo guy. But he was over huge cuz he would destroy people. And then the ring he'd say he'd say stupid and feed me more and people got Dude. into it. Do you remember what people would chant when from the get go? Yeah, they'd say Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. All they did was they just saw him as another one of that, and that, you know we saw the shelf life on Goldberg. Well, that's actually his shelf life has actually wasn't that bad. No, no. And if he hadn't, if the streak can't end the way it did, yeah, right. Something interesting could really could happen. There. Yeah, I like Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg's great. But yeah, no, it, it's it's Ryback. It's probably because. It was weird because we were in the era of like CM Punk and like Daniel Bryan was getting kind of hot and stuff. And so you have like these and it's just like pre NXT. So a bunch of really cool wrestlers were on the the shield was like, you know, they were doing stuff. And so you had all these really cool, this sort of next generation era of wrestlers were really starting to make their push. And then you have a guy who's like the most eighties throwback muscle guy. And it's just, you didn't see, there was nothing like ironic, ironically good about it. You know, it wasn't like, oh man, yeah, no, uh, totally. He's like, okay, so for example, superficially, you take a look at like uh, Brian Cage, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, that dude looks like an 80s big muscle dude. But he, but he can, can do he so can many cool things. He can go. Man, that dude yeah. is a spectacular. He's a good wrestler. But with Ryback, you never really got that. Like he had his, the thing where he'd put somebody up and shell shock. To shell shock, start walking around. Do some squats, maybe. Which is like an impressive feat, you know, of strength. Sometimes you do it with two wrestlers. Which was an impressive feat of strength, granted. But you need a little bit more than that. You need yeah, a you lot, need a lot more, more than that. You need to feed him more. Yeah. Next, the enforcer, Stevie Bradley, oh, yeah. has a question about what's going on here behind the scenes on Going in Raw. Ooh. Take it away, enforcer. Ooh. Hey, what's up, Steven Larson and all the friendos? It's the enforcer. And I got a quick question for you, or as quick as I can. Now... I will admit to you, every week, I don't watch all the wrestling. Shocking, I know. But you guys have to do it for your livelihood. That's how you get your clicks. That's how you get your super chats. How you get your Patreon. And honestly, a lot of times, it's how I get my info. But you don't have that luxury. Tell me the process of how you go week to week watching all of these shows, providing content. How do you digest a week's worth of wrestling content that you have to cover. Let me know. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. I must say that uh, for, uh, the Enforcer is a nominee as well for best cinematography in a match chat question. Oh, man. His it's lighting. Always, it's his, always great. His eye for lighting is Can great. Imagine what would happen if Stevie Bradley and Joshua Martinez joined forces. Oh, collaborated? Oh, man. Mm, wow. Masterpiece. Be like uh, Deacons. Yeah, Roger Deacons. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Richardson. There you go. Perfect. Who did Kubrick stuff? Um, I don't think he had a guy. Really? I don't think so. Interesting. So like Scorsese, at least in his early part of his career, didn't really have a guy. Mm. He worked with you know several different people regularly. Mm. But like Spielberg has his cinematographer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the process of going in raw, I guess. So you and I each have different processes. In terms of how we ingest our wrestling, yes. Yeah. So I'll just start. All right. Monday, uh, when I leave here, so Monday's like our utility day in the office. We do our podcast at nine, do overrun. And then if there's anything like loose ends we need to do, if we need to write anything, if we need to do whatever, so we don't really film anything unless we need to, that's the rest of Monday. I go home, uh, or I try to go to the gym first, go home, spend time with the family. At eight o'clock, I retreat to my home office. Uh, and while I'm working on other going in raw stuff, uh, like designing shirts, designing stickers, doing whatever I'm watching raw from eight to 11 Pacific time. Uh, after that on Tuesdays, I do the same thing. We shoot our stuff here. Tuesdays we do our gaming live stream after our show. I go home, spend family time at eight o'clock. I retreat to my office, 
and I pop on SmackDown. Watch that till 10, and I usually go to bed. On Wednesdays, uh, I generally, so on Tuesdays, I'm, I try to watch, now it's back on Tuesdays, I watch 205 Live on Tuesdays. Um, then uh, at the gym, I'll watch NXT UK, which only leaves me one thing to watch at night, which is NXT. Uh, Thursdays, don't have to do a damn thing, which is great. And then Fridays, uh, again, don't really have to do anything. So my my process isn't too dissimilar, except I'm not watching it in your home office. Office, I'm watching it in my my living room. Okay. Um, I don't typically Wednesday nights. I have to watch all of the five gin and tonics. One. Uh, Wednesdays, like today, mm-hmm. I'll watch all three hours of the network product. Back to back to back. Yeah. While generally putting together fun wrestling, which I have to do tonight. Yeah, I got to put together WST. Um, Thursday, usually uh, I'll go home, family time. Mm. After the kids go to bed, I cut Matt chat. If I don't get it done Thursday during the day here at the office. And then Friday, typically I'll go home, family time, and I put together uh, We Book Raw real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. typically how it goes. Yeah. On the weekend, sometimes I'll do stuff. I'll sort of I'll tinker around with like, oh, you know, or is there anything I could do we could do differently, like for our live streams, for our, uh, for our, uh, what are they called, the gaming streams? Like I'll tinker around with stuff, or I'll, you know, rebook wrestlers and upload them for We Book Raw, whatever. So, you know, it's just it's a constant process. Man, I didn't have my afternoon coffee. Oh dear. Oh dear. Let's lightning around the rest of these. Dunce Cat has a question. Let's see what he has to say. What's going on, Steven Larson? Dunce Cat back here with another Matt Chat question. Sitting in my, I guess, official Matt Chat chair. My question is, what short-haired wrestlers would look good with long hair and vice versa? Three each, I guess. Go crazy. Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Dunce Cat. Thank you, Dunce Cat. Who has short hair that look good with long hair? Uh, I like Dean better with his long, slightly longer Me hair too. that went in his face. I agree with that. He looks too clean cut these days. Uh, Randall Orton, I liked it when it was just a little bit longer. <laughs> no, it was weird. No, it was great. It was weird. And Rusev looks good with both short and long hair. Oh, he's way. he looks way cooler with short hair. He looks so dapper with short hair. He does look dapper with short long hair. Long hair, he just looks dirty. I can go the way Not on that Rusev. It. As far as who has long hair that could go back to having short hair, I like Daniel Bryan when he had no hair. Really? I thought he looked cool. Interesting. Um, he looks cool with long hair. He, you know, I think he's just, the way he carries himself, presents himself, he's just cool regardless. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dolph, he needs something different. Cut the hair. Yeah, he needs a different He needs a different look. That I don't watch. Um, and then, uh, so I can think of anybody else, Bo Dallas. He should cut his hair. Oh, yeah, maybe. Baron Corbin should never have cut his hair. No, man, he looks, he, he looks dude, way better now. Dude, he's got a weird giant square head. No, he doesn't. Yeah, his, hair he look, does. his head looks good. No, man, he looks terrible. He looks he awful. He looks great. I, I can't stand it. Grow that hair back. Dude. No way. No, he looks great with no hair. No, nah, man. Great. Terrible. Speaking of hair, Kenny, Omega hair, Kenny Omega's hair is next. Let's see what he has to say. What's up, Steven Larson? I snuck off to the break room at work to film my first match at question. Okay, for mine, I kind of want you guys to think what would have been the best way for WWE to introduce Diamond Dallas Page. We all know that when they introduced him in the Undertaker angle, it was terrible. He basically got squashed and was just made to look creepy. So how would you guys introduce him regarding all the storylines going on in that time? Thanks. Thank you, Kenny Omega's hair. So I'm going to say this. All right. Diamond cutters out of nowhere. So he showed up around the same time as the WCW invasion. I don't know the exact time. No, he he accepted he accepted the buyout. He did right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But they put him in a thing with Undertaker, which you would think would be whoa wow that's high great. profile. <clears throat> Apparently, Undertaker wanted nothing to do with that. Undertaker had no desire to work with DDP. This was then. Don't put him with him. Yeah, I know. Then simply don't put him with him. Undertaker should have got Vince. I'm not feeling this. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, okay, uh, Mark, that's fine. Then you put him somewhere else. Uh, when Booker T attacked Austin uh, at Vengeance 2001 to lead to Jericho uh, 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 winning that title, I think maybe, maybe you do this. Maybe instead of uh, Booker T, who could be put anywhere and, and succeed, Booker T versus Undertaker. That'd be great. Diamond Dallas Page comes in, Diamond cuts Stone Cold. They're old friends. 
So you know they'd have a killer program with each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. That could have been great. I think that's how you debut DDP. Make him the leader of the alliance. Yeah. Him and Booker T leading the alliance. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have um, been great. I mean, if anybody is Mr. WCW of the, the people who came over mm-hmm. right when WWE bought WCW, mm-hmm. it's DDP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, make her make him the leader of the alliance. He's got the charisma. He's got the promo skills mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, and then you get away from all this convoluted. Well, there's WWE guys on the alliance. You know. Yeah. Just have it be WCW and ECW versus WWE. Yeah. Yeah, it was so weird. And then I had them doing that like super smiley stuff. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That when he was so a, he was like the the motivational. motivational speaker. It's kind of funny, but uh, next up, Richard Morris has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson, Richard Morris here with another Matt Chat question. With Elimination Chamber coming up on Sunday, I'd like to know what gimmick matches would you guys like to create and who would be the first peep individuals in that match? Thank you very much. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Richard Morris. Thank you, Richard Morris. Uh, you have your answer written down here. It's a good answer. I wrote down tables, ladders, and bears. Well, I have an Inferno gauntlet match, or it's an Inferno match, but it's also a gauntlet match. In order to get into the ring, like the ring is surrounded by fire, you have to go through fire to get into the ring. No, there's like a a propulsive thing that shoots you into the ring. Sort of like what Kalisto uses to get in the ring. It's a trampoline. old-timey footage? Yeah, it's great. Something like that. How does the guy land so smoothly into the suplex? I mean, those are professionals, man. I guess so. That, that just looked like a recipe for disaster. Somebody should recreate that. Not enough Inferno matches. More Inferno matches. Not enough trampolines diving into, jumping into All rings. That. All that. But make it a gauntlet match. I like that. Tables, ladders, bears. Next, Perry Smythe has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friend. It's Stephen Lawson. Perry here, the Australian Matt Chatter. Got a bit of a weird question for you this week with a little bit of backstory. So WWE 2K19 was my first WWE 2K game. My first WWE game, actually. And um, one thing that really drew me into that was the story mode. Uh, I love the fighting zombie Triple H. I love getting caught off to the Wyatt compound. I love winning uh, my own custom championship. So my question this week is, what are three things that you would have happen in the WWE 2K20 story? Super weird, super cool things. What would you put in there? Thanks, Stephen Larson. See you, friendos. Thank you, Perry Smythe. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, AJ Kirsch, friend of the show, he was uh, the voice at, of Buzz. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But oh, sorry. he recently posted a picture where he was back at the 2K offices recording stuff, and he did a silly thing with like a the a logo mug and the logo, and it said 2K20. Well, no, he had a bottle of Dos Equis. Dos Equis, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that's right. 2K and then X, yeah, yeah, 20. So he's doing 2K20. Anyways, my idea is this: it's a it's a time traveling. It's him again. But this time he starts travel. There's that great question I think from last week or this uh, earlier in the podcast this week, where somebody said, "If you could quantum leap into wrestlers, and where would you go?" And you said Montreal Screwjob, mm-hmm. and I was very curious about this. What I ask you, and so this would be the Buzz. You know, he had a ch- I don't know what happens at the end of my career mode. I'm sure he gets the Universal Championship. Um, he ends up stepping into a time machine and leaping from life to life. Uh, striving to put right what once went wrong, All right. but because everything like is is wrestling, so like he would leap into Bret Hart Montreal Screwjob, and he would try to m- fix that scenario. All right, you know, I just feel like every my career mode just kind of follows the same template. Whereas, right, that's why you, you start, want to time travel. You start in NXT, you work your way through NXT. Kind of, we had like two matches in NXT maybe when we did my career mode. Then you go to the main roster, and then you. Go through stuff in the main roster, and well, then this you're year it's a lot weirder. They get like the Hardy Compound and yeah, Zombie yeah, yeah. Triple H. No, we haven't played on, through the rest of focus it. Focus on the weird stuff. The Make weird it weirder. Stuff, yeah. What would be your your main storyline though? This is. What, uh, I feel like you should have options. Like there should be uh, uh, like like in an RPG, you got various character classes, and each of those classes have different attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like based on whatever character type you pick there should be a different distinct storyline for each of them. Nice. So like say you pick someone that's like Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. So you play through you know, X number of hours, Bray Wyatt. So part of your time is your time in the ring, part of your time is your time outside of the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you get into, you build up the, 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 the mythology of Bray Wyatt. You're going mm-hmm. the compound. You're doing whatever Bray Wyatt does mm-hmm. there. Or how about this? Even better, 
make it like a GTA Five thing. Oh dear, where you got you got your matches laid out, but then you got this map that you have to drive. You have to go make towns, save oh, the city. Oh, I like that idea. Drive. Life on the road. You got to book your hotel rooms. Oh, that's good. You got to stop at the convenience store to get snacks for your yeah, drive. Yeah. You got to get in little misadventures along the way. Open world wrestling. Yes. Game. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. You know, you have like a you have a stadium that WWF is at, and then instead of going to that, you go to one that WCW's at. You drive there instead, and you happen to have a puffy shirt in your <laughs> luggage. You show up. Huge debut. <laughs> you go in there. You rip your contract up. Yeah. Next from Stephen M. See what Stephen M has to say. Stephen M here with another match question. Now, earlier this week, I basically had to coup de grace my recycling bin to get the trash down on it so I could fit more in, which made me think, what wrestlers will be the best at helping around the house and what finisher will be the supreme household chore finishing finisher? Uh, pick one each and debate. Too sweet. Ready, handshake. Shoulder link. Thank you, Stephen M. Uh, John Cena, he seems very, very tidy. John, he'd be the guy who'd be going around. Exactly. And if I'm hiring him to, to do my housework for me. For the people listening in the audio land, I did the thing where you, you rub your, your finger, finger on something to check for dust. Yes. Check for dust. Well, the answer is Kenny Omega. He, he is, is the cleaner. The cleaner. He is and the cleaner. he's got a broom. Literally, he's come out with a broom. Doesn't really do that anymore. No. As far as what finisher would be best for chores, I think pretty much anything that involves throwing. So yeah. if you want to, for example, if I have John Cena, I say, hey, John, take out the garbage. He puts a garbage bag over his shoulder, AA into the garbage can. That's good. Hey, John, I need you to, to, to fold my laundry. He takes the laundry basket, put it over his shoulders, AA laundry under the bed, then starts folding I it. I got a better one. Uh, Braun Strowman is very adept at beals. Yeah. So I think the beal is the best of that. There's a garbage over there. Beal. I the... think that'd be best for yard work, though. Yeah, sure. But housework. Yeah. You would be a little more careful with, with household Take the chores. vacuum cleaner, beal it over there. No, see, that's It'll no just good. start vacuuming. No good. Yeah, dude. Uh, next. Anthony, it's a question about gauntlet matches. Ooh. See what Anthony has to say. Hey, Steven Larson and many friendos out there. It is I, Anthony, the Canadian guy, coming at you with my match chat question this week. Now, we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of Seth Rollins' gauntlet match performance, which we all hold in our hearts as something that was just incredible. But my question for you this week is, if you could build your own gauntlet match these days, who would you showcase and what would the order of eliminations be? Who would be the person who lasts the longest? Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Remember King of the Mountain, a game he's played as a kid where someone was at the top of some sort of structure or hill of some sort, oh, and yeah. they defend off all comers? Yeah, I love that. That's what King of the Ring should be now. Oh, I like King that. of the Ring, and yeah. it's a pay-per-view long gauntlet match. Yeah. Two people start, um, and whoever comes out at the end of the pay-per-view after X number of competitors, 10. Yeah. They're the new King of the Ring. How about this? Gauntlet weekend at Access. This is great because you just stroll by the gauntlet ring and the entire weekend is a gauntlet match. Two in the morning, gauntlet match still happening. The five and people, yeah. They always have a camera set up and they get like, I don't know, 200 wrestlers or whatever because it's WrestleMania weekend. Across, WWE has like what, 300 performers? Yeah. Every single one of them. Load them up. Load him up. Who wins this gauntlet weekend? Mustafa Ali. That's a good answer. Yeah, man. And you know what? He starts number one. There you go. Yeah. Andy Nero. Brother Nero. We've come to the end of questions. He's got one last one. See what he has to say. Hey, friendos. It's the nice guy Andy Nero here with a matchup question. Just taking a few moments away from uh, taking care of the youngest friendo. Confirmed youngest friendo. Uh, my son Jacob. Um, just a quick question today. Uh, obviously, I received my Friendo Care package uh, the other day, which I'm really happy about. Cheers. Uh, the, uh, the question I want to ask is We know Dijakovic is top notch super best, but who is WWE's Mega Center? Too sweet. Hi, Jake. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Andy Nero. What do you have to say, Steve? As, he, as Andy Nero points out, Dominic Dajvakovic is top notch, but you can't boil Mecca Santa down to just one guy, not one person. Give me a break. Mecca Santa is the perfect conglomeration of these people: Bruno San Martino, uh, Vince McMahon, just the genius mind of wrestling, and then the greatest wrestler of all time, Bruno. 
And then also, because he's a supernatural being that spans dimensions, that one time they signed God for like a one-day contract to fight Vince, that's Mecha Santa. And then also Hulk Hogan, because he like he's like the best politicker. He always has the title. So it's all those people combined into one great being. But then also there is, I mean, this is literally true, the face of Chris Benoit turned upside down is sort of overlaid on his face because that was part of the creator wrestler process. That, all that is the one being Mecha Santa. There you go. Lars Sullivan, that, maybe. What? Lars. What? Lars. Lars Sullivan? Yeah, why not? Mecha Santa doesn't deal with anxiety issues. He's not scared of anything. He's not anxious. Kayfabe, Lars he Sullivan. He just doesn't like potlucks. Oh, his loss. Could try some new food sometimes. All this food looks coughed on. Well, he's a supernatural being. He shouldn't concern himself with germs and such. Kathy, did you just fart near the pasta? Again, supernatural beings. You know, this, like you're, my olfactory senses are not offended by the likes of human. Humans gas. are gross, vile creatures. But he does like he he likes the idea of a potluck. He's a, when he gets there, he's like, mm, this is underwhelming. <laughs> somebody took all the enchiladas. Why would somebody bring a pan the person of only? It was probably Steve. <laughs> why, why would somebody bring only a pan of five enchiladas? And then Steve's over there with the entire pan. Little does he know that Steve brought that pan of enchiladas for himself. For himself. <laughs> That's the best swerve there is. Anyways, thanks so much for watching Matt Chat. We appreciate it. If you want your question on Matt Chat, it's real easy. Twenty dollars to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Steve Morris. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.